seems like every local in the valley here has a mountain bike. This sport is really exploding. I break the law. I ride illegal trip. And it's getting away from the cops, the cars, the concrete. Those Afaka is the Chinese are down here. Using snowboarders together on a run, you're looking for trouble. You know, they get on skis and they just think they can overcome the world. The more you around, the more you're going to find out. I like to think that death is out of the question. The life starts at 40 miles an hour. You ride the chairlift for two or three weekends and you have to go like climb hills all week just to be even with God, you know. Welcome to Mind the Track with Powbot and Trail Whisperer, ramblings from the skin track in winter, single track in summer, celebrating the core lords and fostering the culture of mountain life in the Sierra Nevada and Great Basin. Today is November 19th, 2023, and you're listening to episode number 26. By the way, thanks again for listening. Help spread the word. Leave Mind the Track a rating and review, and subscribe in Apple and Spotify. And now we're on YouTube with this fancy new video setup that uh, Palbot's got here. Got feedback or a core lord we should chat with? Drop us a line at mindthetrackpodcast at gmail.com, at mindthetrack on Instagram, or just go to our website at mindthetrack.com and let us know what you think of the show. We're recording this evening at the worldwide headquarters of Gear Lab. Here in South Lake Tahoe, big thanks to Gear Lab for hosting us once again. I am the Trail Whisperer, and sitting beside me as always, fresh off his first day slashing pow in the backcountry for the 2023-24 winter, is the professor of the pow, the director of the Powder Intelligence Agency and the United Shredders of Snow, the one and only pow bots. <laughs> that intro gets me every time. <laughs> What's cracking, TW? Oh, you know, just uh, it's, we were living both lives uh, that, uh, of the show. You were, you were shredding, shredding pow, yeah. and I was slashing and loam today. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. We were on both sides of the spectrum. Yep, we're but we both live on the spectrum a little bit, I'd say. But yes, the spectrum yes. of fun was you were you were on bikes, and I couldn't help myself but go up and see a nice sunrise and see what have a sniff and a poke, and make a few turns and some powder. Yeah, it looks like you moved some snow. I saw that video you posted on Insta. It looked like you were actually there was moving some snow to... Yeah, there was like 800 feet of powder on this one hill in Tahoe. <laughs> it counts. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I and I found it. It counts. And I found it. Yeah, I know. I, like, well, you've got the nose, dude. Yeah, I, I like to sniff How about? Uh, yeah, it was good, man. It was super fun. It was really good to get out and stretch the legs. And for me, I got to say, it was nice to just do a different activity than riding my bike. <laughs> my body was like thanking me yeah. that my back was like, oh, it feels good to be hiking again. And all the equipment worked okay and everything? Yeah, everything worked great. Sweet. I left a little P-Tex on the, on the hill, but I had an old board just for that. The split board. Did split you split board? Yes. Yeah, and you went and ran some laps at Mount Rose I after did. I on did. the split board or on, on a different board? Different board. So you took your resort yeah, setup. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I had a two. Call that a two sport day. Yeah, two sport. Heck yeah. Yeah, I mean it was. That's the only snow we're going to get for uh, I think a little while. It's looking dry. It's high. It's looking dry. dry. I mean that you know we had BA on the on the show. Uh, well, actually earlier this week, but. Um, yeah, like the storm did some weird things. Like it was not looking too good, and then it looked like it was reforming, and it yeah. was going to actually produce. And it, it was on, it was off, it was on, yeah, it was and off. It, and it was like it ended up being like okay. 
I guess, you know, what would you get up there? Like between seven and 12 inches at Mount Rose, depending on where you were? Perfect. Between six and 12. Yeah. Blowing in a little bit heavier and a few spots where I sniffed out. But that was about it. And there was a distinct snow line. There was nothing below 8,000 feet. Yeah. There was a couple... A couple inches right around 8,000 feet, and then all of a sudden there was snow. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think the mountain biking is ruined. No. We we were worried was, about that. Um, it was really good today. Uh, so, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, the weather's a weird one, man. I mean, we, we need all the help we can get with weather. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, BA, ins- BA was inspiring to have on the show. He was. It's amazing the work that he does. It's, it's not <laughs> easy to predict the weather, but he does a pretty no. good job of it. Yeah. Totally. And I, I think that you and I, in our in our hobby aspects of it, we we take a stab at it at, at doing a good job with it too. Yeah. And yeah. I like to I'd like to you know start a site weather so you know we're such nerds with weather we should do a weather segment. I talked to a couple of people this week about doing a weather segment, and I had someone out be willing to help us out. Really? Yeah. Who's I talk, that? I talked to Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I talked to Snoop Dogg and gave him a call. I got you, pal, bot. I'd love to do the Mind the Track Powder Report. What the hell? Dude, are you serious? Yeah, he's going to be doing it, man. <laughs> yeah, you, are you ready for the Snoop Dogg Power Report? What does he say? For all you core lords out there, this is Snoop Dogg Dive with the weekly Mind Z Track Snow Sizzle My Dizzle Powderific Snow Report. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How did you get him? Dude, I don't know. How you, well, he cleaned up his act. He stopped smoking weed yeah, or what? Yeah, he's 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 game he's game to give us a weekly breakdown. So here, this is Snoop Dogg's and my breakdown for the power, power report this week. Okay, sorry about the bad news for Tahoe Mammoth and all of the Sierras. It's going high and dry for at least the next two weeks. Get used to and enjoy the white ribbon of death, or just keep riding your mountain bike in other areas of the West. The powder continues dumping in Utah and Colorado into and beyond Turkey Get Day on the feasting. Chase. Heavy accumulations in some areas. Get some. Jackson and Montana are also turning on. The Cascades are getting going also and have more coming. But then they go high dry also a little further out two weeks. Interior British Columbia is the shiznit and if I could be there I would not be set up living large at Banff or Sunshine Village sipping on some cognac after shredding or lapping some East early season back entry laps on Rogers Pass. Boom. There you go. <laughs> you, heard it. You, you heard it from Snoop, man. Damn, I didn't know Snoop was a snowboarder. Dude, he shreds. I heard he got bored in the snow once, but he never <laughs> snowboarded. Like, so, yeah. I got bored in the snow. We're gonna have Snoop break it down every week, man. He's gonna, I love he, it. He's gonna give the report on where to be, where to catch it, where to shred it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. He's right on, on. He's on. He's on team. Mind the track. Good job scoring, Snoop Dogg, man. I don't know how you negotiated that one, but we got like a zero budget for that kind of stuff. I guess he just had mercy. He just on loves us. the show. Heck yeah. Right on, Snoop. Thanks, brother. That's it's been, it's been amazing. <laughs> well, we got a good show today. We got a really good oh, show today. This is a yeah. good one, especially if you like adventure and Nevada and, uh, and yeah, and good and exploration good movies and good movies. Yeah, if you like good movies, you're gonna like this one. You're gonna love this one. Um, yeah. Why don't you uh, tell us who we had on the show today? Yeah, so we had uh, Josh Dyack and his filmer Hazen Wilson on. And this was a cool connection because I've known Hazen for quite some time. He worked at the restaurants 
on and off for many years. He worked at both Christie Hill and Pianetta, and we've been longtime friends. Uh, we've, yeah, we've just, you know, been, been in the trenches, battled the trenches together at, at the restaurant. And, uh, you know, the last couple of years he's been out filming Josh and the work that those guys have been doing is just incredible. Yeah. And, uh, I think that Josh is probably my favorite, you know, we all live on Instagram now in the ski world. It's where everybody is forced to sort of, you know, make their living now. And I got to say that Josh's content is just gold. Like he's the one skier or one skier snowboarder who, you know, whenever I see his POV footage come across my feed, I'm just like, Oh God, what's he going to do now? It's so good. The closest I've ever come to pooping my pants while watching an Instagram video was Dayak. That guy, man, he, like, the stuff he sends, he's the king of the straight line on some of the gnarliest terrain. Straight line, Sammy. Like, oh, my God, man. I've just I've been so gripped watching his videos. It's impressive. Yeah. So, you know, I reached out to Hazen and was like, hey, your guys' movie's been super well-received. They did a, a Mountain State 2.0 which was a second, it was a sequel to uh, a ski film in Nevada that they had done over the course of two years prior to, prior to the film that they just dropped. And, uh, you know, I was just sort of like, we got to have these boys on the show and talk about Nevada. I, I've been skiing in Nevada now. I, I did the math for 23 years. Yeah. Been going out there and chasing it, you know, and I, I was just sort of in, intrigued by their dedication to it because it is, there's a lot of swing and misses trying to ski out there. Yeah. And, uh, and they've been super dedicated to it. And they'd, I'd say that this last movie they just dropped, they nailed it. It's super inspiring. It's they have great storytelling. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was cool to reach out to those boys and, and have them come on the show. Yeah. It was, it was awesome to, we, we have, there's some really good stories in this episode, yeah. some funny yeah. stuff and, yeah. um, some good insights, some yeah. great insights. And the film is already, they, they just got back from being on a tour. Um, you know, the premiere was not too long ago and yeah, they um, premiered over in France and then yep. they w went to some other film festivals. And I think the IF three, which is the big film sort of award now here in North America for all the ski and snowboard movies, mm -hmm. they won the best back backcountry mm -hmm. segment. Yeah. Yeah. So congrats to them. Yeah. Uh, congrats to the uh, all their sponsors. Solomon is a big sponsor and, and is supporting those guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, Travel Nevada, I think, was supported this last movie as they well. They did, yep. And uh, yeah, kudos to them for pulling off an, a, a rad flick and, and, and having a good time out in Nevada. Yeah, yeah. Up to hijinks and uh, having a good time and <clears throat> skiing lines that maybe... I've never been skied before. I probably right. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Yeah, it just there's highs and lows. You know, in this episode, there's like they they had they got skunked a lot. Um, they had some harrowing moments, um, but they also scored last winter for sure. So it all paid off. I think, like Josh said, he's a stubborn son of a bitch. So he wasn't going <laughs> to yeah. give up and he was going to keep, and you gotta, you kind of got to do that. You mentioned it, Tom, like Nevada is one of those places, like not just for skiing, but for kind of any kind of adventure. Sometimes you need to go back a second time because the first mm -hmm. time you get skunk, but you'll learn. And then you go, okay, next time we're going to go back. And then you get it the second time. And you time. dial it in and get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I Nevada's... think that's a good that's a good lesson in life and adventuring sometimes is that it's you know there's these great times when you take a first stab at something and you and you score, but then there's other times where it takes a, a second or a third try. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, with Nevada, um, and I've, this has been my experience with the, you know, the Toyabi Crest Trail project, like people come back. They come mm-hmm. back, they they come out, they volunteer, they dig some dirt, they ride the trail, and they come back. They're, and it's out of their own, like, desire. They go, that place was amazing. I want to I want to experience that again. Yep. And, you know, it, it seems like Josh and uh and hazen have that love that same share that same love for nevada that we do where it's like no i'm going back again because there's more there's a lifetime of exploration to be had so it's really cool to see that yeah it's super inspired by by what they're doing and uh i look forward to seeing what they do this year yeah it sounds like it won't won't be in nevada but i'm sure it's going to be a good story and a good adventure for sure yeah so uh without further ado please enjoy this exciting an entertaining interview with Josh Dyack and Hazen Willison talking all about Nevada and Mountain State 2.0. Enjoy. All right, we're here with Josh Dyack and Hazen Willison here in the Gear Lab studios in South Lake Tahoe. Welcome, boys. Thanks for taking the time this evening to well, join us. Welcome to the show, boys. Yeah, thank you. Stoked to be here. Yeah. Right on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, did you get out and ski today at all? I know we got like a little snip of snow and Powbot went out, but did you get, did you bother? No, no we had a premiere last night and oh, yeah. we sent it kind of deep. So <laughs> I, I was a little jealous of the sunrise shot I saw of Tom, but uh, I was in no shape at that point in the morning. <laughs> so I did not make it out today. We just barely got a dusting in South Lake. It snowed a bit more up there, but yeah. So you're, you know, you're in time. the middle of film tour mode. Hey. Yeah, luckily nice. at the end of it. Are you? Man, that's uh it's a grind, you know. Tell us a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. What's what's that like? It's you know, it's such a cool thing. Like I don't want to be like, oh, it's it's a grind, whatever. Like I, I make it sound negative, but uh it's just taxing, you know, just traveling nonstop between planes, trains and automobiles and doing that whole gig and then you know, uh, a lot of times you end up partying afterward and you know, just trying to be uh, present in there and be in the moment and mm-hmm. interacting with people. And, you know, I always want to, you know, meet people and be genuine and all the things and just all, all of it. It's, it's like work, you know, just at the end of it, you're like exhausted. And, and, and now you're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. This is chill. I mean, <laughs> we're going to have some beers and, yeah, and talk about chat, Nevada. chat about Nevada, Ch- which chat I about love. Nevada, so. Yeah. It'll so be, be let's preface that for, for our listeners, uh, as I think we'll, we'll get into a little bit in the intro, but you know, you guys just dropped an amazing edit or, or you call a it short a short film, It's a short right? film. Yeah. Did you call yeah. it a short Is film? That, that's what I think you're we calling? can call it a short film. I'd call it that. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's a sequel. It is. So tell us a little bit about part one. Okay. What was it? What was that like? It was a two year project you guys had for part one. Yeah. Basically okay. a two year project. Um, I guess to back up and talk about it a little bit, the whole idea came along, you know, I guess I'm just always trying to think of how, how do you stay relevant? How do you do something different? Everything's been done, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to like come up with a new idea. The only in Tahoe is, yeah. Yeah. Like pretty much the only thing you can do is tell a unique story. Yep. And for me, I was just like, I used to compete, so I'd be driving to Colorado for big mountain comps to 
Crested Butte and whatever Utah. to Utah. So you're always driving 50 and 80 Taos, you know, same thing. And it's mm-hmm. like always just driving through all these ranges. I'm like, dude, this is like endless potential out here. And never did anything about it, you know? I'd be like going to this comp and be like, "Wow, this is sick." We so should... you never, you never pulled the roadside attraction and just no tag something. No, because it was like mm-hmm. on to the next comp, or like, you know, we got a couple days to get home and then to the next comp, okay. and so it was always kind of in the back of my mind. I wanted to go check out these places and was looking, you know, for something unique to do. And I was like, "We should go explore Nevada." Like, really wanted to go explore Fifty, the loneliest highway. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really how the project idea started. And, you know, I was thinking that we were just going to walk into Nevada, just like shred lines. People are going to be like, what? Nevada's insane. <laughs> and that is not what happened. Yeah. We Welcome went out. to Sagebrush. <laughs> yeah. We went out the there and like our first trip we did with Connery. And it was probably the gnarliest savvy conditions I've ever seen in my life. We were like remote triggering and sympathetic like ridges away it seemed like we were starting to ski tour up this one thing we were going out uh up near arc dome in the toyabi range and i was like all right you guys hang here i'm just gonna like kick out here there's no way this is gonna do anything but i'm just gonna kick out here and make a switch back and i started walking out there on the entire slope settled and i'm like oh God, like, don't move. You guys, eyes on, eyes on. <laughs> Full panic mode. Like, it was, right. it was, it was touch and go there for a minute. And even walking through the forest down below where all the snow had settled, it was woofing and settling in circles like 30 with a 30 foot radius. It. it was insane. And you could feel the drop in the snow. And we're like, this is some of the gnarliest conditions we've ever walked in. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah, we pulled the plug there, and, and then we uh, came back another time, and there's same like, spot. Yeah, we really we were just we were focused on the spot. It was like such cool terrain and a really cool destination, and mm-hmm. yeah, focused yeah, on it. I think I just really wanted to like with this film, I wanted to blow people's minds on Nevada because you no know, one. People are, and it's funny. People just think of the rubies. Everyone, even to this day, people be like, "Oh, I watched your film, The Rubies, huh? The Rubies are sick." I'm like you're missing the film then because there's not a single shot from the rubies. Right. Right. And that was my whole thing was I don't want a single shot from the rubies. The rubies is like the one known thing about Nevada. So trying not to go there. Um, but, uh, yeah, we struggled. We struggled for the first year. We, we literally didn't get shots. And when was that first year? What what was your, what was the first time you guys first, first year was 20, 2021. Yeah. No, Yes. Wow, so you guys yeah. haven't been yeah. skiing in Nevada that long. It was after the outbreak of COVID. Correct. Yeah, the yeah. winter so after. It was, it was yeah. 2021, yeah. and the first two years that we were out there were not helped by the fact that we did not have good snow years. So yeah. it was it was like slim pickings to begin with, and then we're out in the desert where we're getting even less than Tahoe does. And so it was it was, it was was a struggle because, A, we didn't know anything, and, and we didn't know where we were going or you know any of the approaches or sort of just the general flow of – being out there, skiing out there, and filming out there, but then on top of that, the conditions weren't really good at all. So, yes, yeah. it, it was slim pickings. But you kept coming back. I, yeah, we were drawn in, man. We caught yeah. we caught the bug. Yeah, I mean, 
the potential is there. Every time we're there, we're like, dude, imagine if that just had a little more snow. That oh. line right there is so sick. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what about that over there? Yes. Dude, just a little more snow. This would be epic. Like, <laughs> I can't got, tell you how many the, times. It got to be a point that. where it was a joke where we're like, can you imagine if this had snow on it? And we would say that about every <laughs> single line. Yeah. Can you imagine this in a good year? Yeah. <laughs> and then the good year happened. Yeah. Yeah. The good year happened for sure. Yeah. Uh, let, let's go, let's rewind a little bit. So how did you Hazen being a North Lake guy doing three sixties at Alpine Meadows and filming some skiers? I don't even back normally... in the day, How did, how did you end up hooking up with the sender of South Lake? That like was what, what, tell us a little bit about that history. That was a, that was a lucky break for me, for this guy. I, uh, it was actually, I, I had been filming for a long time. I, I, my dream in high school was to make my own ski movie. Um, when I was, 17. I have a picture of uh, my birthday. My dad gave me an old VHS camera so that I could make my own ski movie in high school. Um, yeah, and just was always excited to do that. It was uh, everything was second fiddle to skiing, though. You know, I wanted to be uh, a better skier and I was pushing all my buddies to get better. And so we, we had janky films and I was making films and just for fun. And forever it was just about that. It was always like a passion project where I was like, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm not a filmmaker or whatever. We just, we would actually pass off the camera between everybody and, uh, we would all film each other. And then at the end of the season, we'd have, you know, tapes, uh, tapes and tapes that I would have to digest and edit and, and then, uh, mini DVs, mini DVs. Thank yes. you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Throwing it back. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyways, uh, it came around to being here in Tahoe and, um, it was actually through a friend. Um, so, um, Josh was filming with blank collective and, um, they were looking for a filmer in the States and specifically in Tahoe. And they reached out to my buddy, uh, Josh Anderson. He's like, I know a guy with a snowmobile who can also ski and ski tour and has, you know, films. So, um, yeah, we, we linked up in February of 2019 was the first time I went out with Josh and Alexi Godbu who was visiting and, it was a bit of a wake up call for me. I mean, it was unbelievable cycle. So it was like, oh, that February cycle. Was it was it was February, yeah, 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 yeah. twenty nineteen, and we just got two or three weeks of absolutely blower pow. And Josh took me out to his zones in South Lake, and I was filming on my little Sony. I remember that. And I was at the end of it. I remember asking you guys. You, I was like. So is this what it's like filming with pros? Like you guys just pretty much nail every trick or like line that you do. And <laughs> yep. Alexi looked at me and he was like, yeah, I guess so. Like, <laughs> like who's this guy filming? <laughs> but no. And, and from then on, I mean, um, in, it was that year that Josh, um, hit the highway 50 gap. Yeah. I was going to say that you was know, kind of and, your and, Oh yeah. And we were kind yeah. of off to the races. Yeah. The backflip. The double, double back. Yeah, double backy. Right? No, single. Oh, single? Was single? Single. <clears throat> single twice. So you single twice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's big enough. That thing was crazy. I remember watching that. Wow. So basically, yeah. you guys started working together then in, in that cycle. I remember yeah. that, Hazen, because you were still working at the restaurant at that point. Yep. So yeah, Tom I and I, you. Tom and I go back. I, I worked, uh, I worked as a bartender and a server yeah. at your restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, every day coming Shred into work, talking about the pal that day. And yeah, good, good times there. But yeah, I just want to reiterate, like we, I really owe a lot to Josh Anderson because, uh, you know, introduced me to this guy and what a gem of a human. And I feel so mm -hmm. fortunate to have uh, 
Hazen on my team and work with this guy all the time. He's got a super strong work ethic, works super hard. Yeah, and cheers to that, boys. It seems like you guys have a really good team with what you have going. And, 100%. And especially for how remote you guys have been skiing, and it's you're out there, and it's a tight crew, and so you really have to rely on, I mean, not only is Hazen your filmer, but he's also your backcountry partner. Totally. Uh, so, I mean, like what, what are your kits for that type of stuff? Do you guys, are you carrying a huge first aid kit, Hazen? Like, or <laughs> what's what, what's your, a, what's your situation with all that? Yeah. I always, I, I always have one in my snowmobile, but, uh, yeah, we, I guess, I guess we run yeah, a, you a guys are, loose You situation. guys use sleds a lot, eh? Uh, like a lot of approach stuff, Okay, but you know, depending on where we're at, like Great Basin, you know, we're hiking for six hours just to approach and set yep. up camp and that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of wilderness areas too. So it's like, we can only sled in so far and then we're on foot after that. And, um, so I'd say it's a mixed bag 50, 50, but yeah, there's a lot of like old mining roads and things like that, that we can mm-hmm. approach and even just like taking off like a five mile approach or something, you know, perfect example would be uh, a hole in the mountain, you know? Yeah. Like you're able, there's the week's access road. It's a long way up. And I've, yeah. I've hiked it in the summer. I hiked my bike up there, Kurt. Oh, it's gnarly. It's so <laughs> steep. My bike oh up my there God. with my wife. That Jeep road sucks. Because <laughs> I wanted to find my GoPro. So I. Oh, you lost your GoPro? <laughs> in the first film. It was film, a rescue mission. Oh, God. The first film, uh, you know, I crashed down that. Yeah. nasty yeah. line yeah. and i full rookie move we had a week of filming and i didn't back up my gopro so i had a week of skiing and like good gopro footage oh the lost footage oh no <laughs> and i crash and lose my gopro god knows where in that coolar and so i looked around for a little bit the day of the crash couldn't find it then i came back in the spring went up there and tried to find it I was thinking it might be melted out and just sitting on top of the snow, right? That didn't happen. So then I went (laughs) back in the summer and I took my wife. I'm like, babe, we're going to hike our bikes up here. It's going to be sweet. We're going to ride our bikes down. (laughs) It's going to be super fun. Total sandbag. So my poor wife. Poor woman. She fucking, (laughs) sorry. She hiked hiked her bike the uh, entire way up this road. And then uh, we start walking up just like bushwhack central to get up towards that coolar. And I try, I'm like, she's like, I'm over it. I'm like, all right, hang here. I'm going to go run up there. And I real hiked, quick. I hiked for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm like, just real quick. What are you doing, dude? You're not going to find this thing. Like turn around. I wasn't even halfway there. It's like, all right. So you still haven't found, so there's still lost footy on that mountain. The lost footy is still oh, there. Dang. You got to go back with a metal detector. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then you'll find it. And a gold panning kit. <laughs> <laughs> Set up camp for the summer. Yeah. If you're that lucky to find it, you might find some gold too. Uh, yeah, sorry. I feel like I took us off track with that story. No, but, that's a uh, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I was going to ask, um, do you guys having sleds, would you consider yourselves like sledders or are you more like, eh, when it gets real gnarly, I, I, I back off. Like, are you doing like... If you have like some serious side hill approaches, are you able to hang a leg and just pin it and like, or are you kind of like, well, we're not going to do that because it's too much. I don't want to end up rolling my sled down the mountain. We had a we had a joke going last year. I mean, it was so deep um, filming here in Tahoe. We 
every time, Josh is an amazing snowmobiler and I've learned a lot from this guy, but every time he would set the track out and, and then I would come up behind and be like, was Chris Brand, Chris Brand is a pro snowmobiler who's like really well known and incredible. And I was like, did Chris come through here? Did Chris Brandt set the track? Josh is like, yeah, you should have seen him. He just went by. <laughs> so yes, it, like we get as far as we can on the snowmobiles and, and Josh is an incredible snowmobiler. Yeah, but I think Hazen's more of a sled necker. All right. Every <laughs> every chance where I'm like, all right, boys, like that was a good day. That's a wrap. Like, you know, usually we're dark to dark, you know, sun up to sundown. But sometimes it's just like the writing's on the wall. Like we're not getting anywhere. Like, let's just call it. And it's like 3.30 or something. And Hazen's like, we're done. We're done filming. Can so I can rip. I can put yeah. the bag down. And then Hazen's like jumping off every little boulder he can with his sled. <laughs> to be fair, that was a really fun day. And I was like, nobody wants to like just romp around a little bit. Like, this is incredible. <laughs> so it was just me like blowing donuts in this field. and <laughs> Bro, clip me up. Yeah. You got to get this shot. It's going to be sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would, would you say having a sled like with the, the Nevada project was pretty critical? Yeah. Hundred percent, and especially with those, with all the mining roads out there, like on a big year like this, you know, the snow line comes down so far into the desert, which is amazing. Right. But it means that you're just walking that, that much, much farther the, yeah, to get right. to the peaks, right. and so having that initial access, um, you know, when we were first going out there, you could you could basically drive to the line to the line, yeah. and you'd be very close to your destination. Yeah. But last year is like a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think so. Again, like we we rarely shuttled stuff we we're like mostly just like the approach yeah so just take out the approach and then we can hike stuff and be more efficient and get stuff done because if you got to do a six hour approach or whatever yeah. you're going to get one line one shot a day like yep. you know at the end of the day we're still working we need to be efficient we need to get things done we need to get get a bunch of shots and be productive while we're out there so yep. so yeah it helps so much it's uh very necessary tool have you guys found yourselves getting uh like when you're trying to and maybe in the drier years you were working out there like getting stuck in mud with the trailer <laughs> and the sleds and everything it was uh, yeah we were just talking about, about this before but we did plenty of we call it dirt biking with the snowmobiles <laughs> yeah oh god yeah just like smashing down dirt roads there's like it's oh. like nails on a chalkboard to me at this point. Oh, that sound. When the sound of your carbides and or, your skis just going through rocks and just... Oh, yeah, It's I like know. so bad. Did you overheat the sleds at all at, at oh, any point? Oh, yeah. Overheat central. So it'd be oh, like God. you drive like 20 minutes and there's like, like it is in South Lake right now, there's like a half inch dusting on the ground. Right. You know? So you're like, right. oh, it's going to cool down a little bit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but really? then we're like scooping it up and just packing like mud oh. and snow onto the tunnel to like cool it down because we're about to overheat i had a brand new machine oh man and i'm like i'm not gonna overheat my brand new machine dude and then uh it was so funny i wore through my i broke the carbides just smashing through rocks and i'm like if i now that the carbides are gone like my skis are gonna get worn through in like 20 minutes here so that night at camp we're like sitting there like get a fire going, you know, burning sagebrush. And then we're like <laughs> cooking our hamburgers or whatever we're eating for dinner on it. And then, uh, I'm like, I'm going to go bust. It. I was like, what's the toughest thing you can see around us? An Aspen tree. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go cut that Aspen tree down or branches off it and make some new carbides with it. 
So I make carbides with aspen branches, and it lasted about one mile on that Would dirt you road. put ski straps around the ski with the car? No, dude. I used the broken pieces of the carbide. Yeah. And, like, drilled. I brought my drill with me. I, like, always oh. got my drill with me. So I just, like, drilled holes through it and, like, <laughs> jerry-rigged this setup on there, dude. It was freaking hilarious. That's amazing. But it, it lasted a mile. It lasted about a mile. <laughs> Josh is, is incredibly handy and used yeah. to fixing things on his own. And I'd say you tried your hardest. I gave her my all, coach. <laughs> What's well, yeah. so on that topic? Like, I feel like Nevada is one of those places where if you're going to go out there, you better know a what you're doing, b where you're going, and c how to get yourself out of situations because there's nobody coming to help you. You're yeah. so far out there. Did you guys find yourself in any situations like that at all? Like in, during the course of filming. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, between my crash uh, and Mountains, the original Mountain State film, like, you know, I, I could have died there. Excuse me. That was, uh, that was about as bad as it can get. And the day before that, Trevor crashed into a tree. He misjudged an error and thought he was going to err to the side of this tree and came off this rock. And then there's just this tree that looked like a catcher's mitt mm. like an old burly juniper that was like 15 feet tall and just like what did he end up doing did he break his he leg? had a, he, he had broke a his leg hairline oh, fracture God. and we had to snowmobile like out and up over a pass and yeah it was a whole thing oh man it was it was gnarly because uh you know you see this happen hazen's got a drone in the air he's on the ridge with the barbie angle i'm at the bottom i see it happen immediately like to the radio trev you good trev you good and you know his radio got the channel switched when mm -hmm. he crashed so he's not responding i don't see him moving you're like instantly into panic mode like all right i gotta get up there first before we're calling rescue you know i called Hayes and i'm like land the drone get down here now mm -hmm. like i'm gonna i gotta go rescue trevor i don't know what's going on and luckily i was able to snowmobile up pretty close to him and see that he was moving he was okay and but yeah it was a full that was at seven in the morning we had been like put oh, in the work wow. first run put in the work the days before to figure out this zone and then uh we're like it's gonna get first light we got to be there at seven so we were dropping lines at 7 a.m and then this happens and then it took us all day we didn't get out till like 5 p.m or something you know so it's like yeah when when yeah, stuff goes yeah. wrong out there it goes wrong and like you said, Kurt, it's like, we've got in reach. We, yeah. we have ways because there's no cell service. We do have ways to communicate, mm -hmm. but it's not like Tahoe or BC or something where like, Oh, the hell he's going to come pick you up in yeah. an hour. Just hang tight. It's like, you know, you better have your own plans and you know, we always carry like extra puffies and things to keep warm at least. And like minimal first aid kit to be honest but i think typically we're not trying to take too extreme of risk you know everything we're doing i think for the most part is you know well within your ability level and like okay like how risky is this is this attainable that kind of thing and 
Yeah. So I don't know, man. You're the way well, you, let's, the way you send some lines, Josh. It's wild, man. Like well, how your, about, your approach is just you're not fooling anybody. Yeah, no, you're I'm not fooling anybody on that. Man. <laughs> well, how about your accident? Let's talk because let's talk about your your incident you had on Hole in the Mountain. Yeah, because that was. I mean, clearly that shook you up. Yeah. Let's that, talk a little bit about what happened and like you know what I mean. I don't want to say what would have happened, but like. Were you guys prepared for a situation like that? No, I don't think you could be prepared for that situation because, like I said, I think if I crashed there or if I had fallen down that whole face, it the only thing that's going to help you there is, you know, a hospital. And, you know, you're not going to be able to be like, oh, let me uh, splint, splint your leg here and we'll just handle this. Like, there's going to be head trauma. There's That was going to be really bad. Um yeah, and to back up, that was just, like, very, very poor judgment, you know? Like I said a little earlier, when I made this film, I wanted to blow people's minds. Mm-hmm. I wanted people to be like, wait, what? Nevada? For real? And along with that, it's like, you're not going to blow people's minds by just, like, skiing down and making pow turns and you know, you got to blow people's minds. You got to ski rowdy shit. You got to mm. be aggressive. And this line I'd known about, and I've always had this vision that I just want to pin this thing from <laughs> T to B. And when I was hiking up it, it had a little bit of a crust layer on sun crust, but it was very small. It was maybe like a couple mils thick. And, you know, it was really hot. It's an east facing line. Um, and I was feeling like it was going to warm up and just like be perfect, like edgeable ripping. And I was going to be able to just kind of be like washing my tails, shutting down speed as necessary. And, um, you know, in that aspect, I think I was probably doing it for the wrong reason, you know? And it's like, I had the end goal too much in mind instead of like being like, this is what's in front of you. This is what's realistic. Mm-hmm. And I think I was overly confident because we'd been skiing in crap snow the entire year. And, you know, I was still sending. It's like, I think it comes from like comp mentality. People are always like, oh, dude, I can't believe you're sending in those conditions. And it's like, I'm just used to it. And, yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's what I do. I don't really care like the the conditions will permit maybe how fast you ski or the size of air that you're willing to take, mm. but you can typically still manage and ski aggressively. And again, I just made a really poor judgment call. And, um, you know, I, I wondered to myself if I had been up there for like a half hour longer and things had kind of like softened up a little more because I went to turn and my first turn just punched through that ice crust layer I was talking about. And it just instantly threw me over the bars and you landed it though. That was well in that insane in that split second Kurt, I was like knowing that I'm crashing and it's like, if you allow yourself to tumble one more time, you're going to tumble the entire face and you're going to die. And yeah. it's crazy how much you can think that in, in the moment, in that moment. That's and so I was crazy. like, I have to get back to my feet. I have to straight run and then regain control. And that's exactly what I did. Oh, and I think that all just insane. comes from experience. And, you know, that's obviously not my first crash. <laughs> I've crashed <laughs> a bunch. And you know it when it's happening and you know, like, where your body's at and how you can get out of it. So, like, as soon as I started to go over, 
I just like committed to that front flip and whipped my shoulders and whipped my body into the position I needed to get in to save it. And yeah, I got, it was an insane save. I got like, super I, lucky. Ninja. Yeah. Insane. Like yeah. just, and, and the thing about it is that like to the layman looking at that, you know, like your, your, your commentary, your voiceover in the film, you're like, you know, that was the closest I've ever come to a, like not walking out of there. Like that scared the living hell out of me. And when you look at it, it's like, I've seen, a, you know, incidents that look a lot gnarlier, like, oh my God, the guy lost both skis, tumbled down the slope. But like you pulled that off with a such, like, like you said, it sounds like you just, you harnessed every single skill you've ever learned and pulled yourself back in and, and saved it. And that was pretty yeah. mind blowing. What were you thinking, Hazen? At the bottom, were you yeah. at the bottom? Looking I wasn't up? even at the bottom. I was like on a just the way that the terrain was set up. I was on a, a like a moraine line that kind of went down from that face, and so to enter into the bowl, it was it was just going to be a, a a mission. So yeah, I was terrified, and it was really scary to watch. Yeah. Um, Sorry to put you through that. Yeah, no, it's all good. It was just like <laughs> you kind of put him through it every time you send a big line, though. Like, yeah. like Hazen, how do you? Sometimes when people are skiing like that, like if you're, you know, I've shot photos on and off over the years, and it's like it's when someone's sending that hard, it's you. You sometimes just stop doing what you're doing, and and then you're watching. I was literally like, just going to say that there's times like if you're shooting a photo and someone's all of a sudden you're distracted so much by what's happening. It's like hard to even think about the photos or yeah. like, so yeah. It's, does that, does that happen a lot? Can, it watch? can be, it can be very distracting where you're like, oh my God, I was flying the drone. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching what Josh was doing. Yeah. There's been, there's been some close calls, but yeah, there's, I, I very much trust Josh's, uh, mountain awareness and his mountain, his, his mm -hmm. natural abilities, because there's been so many times that I'm like, I don't know what I would have done in that situation, but you come out of it fine. And it's, it's really impressive. Where, where did you get your mountain awareness from Josh? you are you originally from Michigan? Yeah. Originally. Right, where, whereabouts? I'm from the Mitten. You're, yeah. I'm originally from Michigan as well. Right where'd, you, where'd you grow? In Rochester Hills. In Rochester Hills. And what was your home mountain? I didn't really have one. Like in high school, I started skiing at Pine Knob a little bit. Yeah. 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 But uh, we used to go on a couple trips a year. We'd go up to Boyne Highlands out of Harbor okay. Springs. Mm -hmm. um, so skied Nub, there. Nubs Knob. And... Yeah, Nubs. We were a Boyne family. But uh, uh, okay. it's funny that it's almost like the North Shore, South Shore thing. Because like, <laughs> cause like uh, some of my, the family friends, they were, they were Nubs Knob people. And we'd be like, yeah. oh, the Nubs. Then they were like higher class than us, so we'd be like, "Oh, the nubs knob people." Well, they're from <laughs> they're from Harbor they're from Harbor Springs, probably. Yeah, which is exactly. Like the <laughs> nicest town in Michigan, but yeah. yeah. That's, so I I grew up in Michigan as well, and yeah, whereabouts? I grew up in Grand Haven. Okay, where's um, Grand Haven? In the mid, it's over here. It's okay, between Holland and, and Grand Haven, West Side. West Side. Yep. Yep. West Side. We would, you know. Yeah, and we're East Side, dude. Battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the Grateful Dead at Pine Knob back in the day. Oh, right. They had 90, a good concert 90, venue there. 91 or something. But yeah, I mean, Michigan. So yeah. skills in Michigan, you grew up riding ice. Yeah. And then you, it was, where was your first place out west that you moved to? Was it here? Here, Tahoe. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was, you know, my dad was super passionate about skiing. He loved skiing. He'd get us out a couple times a year. We did a trip out to Colorado when I was in fifth grade. And I remember that trip and being like, I want to move to the mountains. And it's crazy how it happens at <laughs> happens a young age. Yeah. And, yep. 
you know, it, it didn't have that same effect on maybe my brothers or sisters or other people on that trip or, you know, it's like, I just remember it impacted me. I was like, I remember writing like school papers about I'm moving out West and I'm moving to Colorado. (laughs) And and that was always in my mind. And then, um, dude, we were pretty much weekend warriors. Like we'd ski or not even weekend warriors. We'd ski like a couple times a year. Like holiday skiers. (laughs) Yeah. Holiday skiers. Totally. And then, um, when I was in high school, when I was a sophomore, I joined the ski team so I could catch a bus ride to Pine Knob and then, Yep. go shred pine knob and this was like the most epic time of skiing in my opinion the early 2000s when they started building parks everywhere every ski resort had a park there's jumps there's rails and the free ski revolution was happening the new canadian air force was doing new tricks every day cr johnson was mm-hmm. spinning out of control like you know it was so cool and you're like get your freeze magazine and like what what happened last <laughs> I month my freeze magazine oh, too. Yeah. yeah yeah so it was just so inspiring and so like a lot of energy, so much energy. And I was like, I want to, I just want to do this. I just want to go hit jumps and ski. And my cousin lived in Tahoe and he's like, dude, you should come out. So like spring break, all my buddies went to like Cancun and Florida (laughs) and all these places. And I'm like, I'm going to go ski with my cousin. And so came out to Tahoe for spring break and, uh, Dude, I remember skiing powder at Kirkwood and just falling and eating shit the whole time. And I was like, dude, this is lame. Like, I'm not, I don't even want to ski, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you were a park rat. Yeah, I kind of thought I was anyway. Um, As soon as I moved out here, I realized that, you know, I didn't have any game. But uh, still, I think most kids, like, you it's so fun to catch air, to go fast and to flip and to spin. Like, yeah, I love that. Um, I still do. But, uh, I think more of my passion these days is obviously just towards exploration. And as you get older, you can't take as many hits. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So all your big mountain awareness then came from, uh, shredding Kirkwood. Yeah. Kind of. Well, okay. So I started skiing at Kirkwood and, you know, obviously you're like sitting on the chairlift and you see the same guys that are really good skiers. And I'm like, whoa, what's up with this guy? Like Craig Garbiel is the guy I'm speaking of. And he was on the free ski world tour. This is before free ride world tour and whatnot. And just an amazing skier. This dude is so talented. One of the best skiers I've ever skied with to this day. And, uh, so I started following him and like emulating his style. And he's like, dude, you should come do these comps with me. And I'm like, oh, okay, like big mountain comps. All right. Like, I don't think I'm good enough to do that. But I started doing the big mountain comps, started getting podiums and all that kind of stuff. And really the big mountain comps is really where I progressed my skiing. Because when I first showed up, you know, I was like, yeah, I could hit cliffs. I can ski. But then I started putting the fluidity fluidity, mm-hmm. and like really lining up features and making a fluid line and all the things. That's where it all kind of came together through competing. And and then where did the backcountry sort of element come in? Where did, yeah, that's who, been in, who, who took you out originally on skins for your first time and kind of got you thinking about touring? Yeah. How did that go down? Well, I, I moved out here with a snowmobile 
Oh, so you started being a sled neck. So, yeah, I brought out my little 440 that I had bought in Michigan because, you know, trail riding's big in Michigan. Oh, yeah, oh, cruising around all the bars on the lakes. Ice fishing yeah. and yeah. the whole thing, yeah. So when I was in high school, you know, I was working for my dad and working at a restaurant. I was just hustling to make money because I knew I wanted to move out west, and I didn't know anything about sleds except trail sleds or whatever, so... I got this little 440. My brother's like, yeah, this thing's sweet. You should buy this. And we'd like <laughs> go rip trails. And then I drove it out west with me, you know, not knowing anything about sledding or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, dude, this is sweet. Like meeting people at the resort. Oh, you snowmobile? Yeah, I snowmobile. What do you got, dude? Like <laughs> little 440 short track 120. You're showing up out of, out of Blue Lakes with a little 440. Oh, 100%. What it, year was this? This was 2002. Okay, so like sleds were... They still weren't like crazy. But no. Yeah. They're, I mean. But a 440 that, was still way undergunned in that era. At that point, yeah. I think you were like the Mountain Maxes, like a 140, 136, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 136 maybe. Yeah. And the Summit. You're talking track point, length. R- yeah. Yeah. RMK. Yeah. 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 And that, the RMKs were like a 141, I think. Yeah. Like, and those were like, whoa, mountain sleds. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it took me a long time to get where I'm at. You know, I'd say I'm like a late bloomer in that way. Just uh, And then starting to ski tour um, really came about probably in the last like 10 to 15 years. And just, you know, getting, because I ski the resort so much and I love Kirkwood and I know it like the back of my hand and could ski any line there without looking at it, you know, and um, I just got to the point where I was getting bored. Mm-hmm. And it's like the sled access, I'm like starting to get bored because there's only so many lines at Blue Lakes and there's only so many lines here or there. And it's like, here I am sitting in Myers where the mountains just come right down to town. And I'm like, huh, why haven't I been skiing this stuff? There's like some rad stuff up there. So that's really where it started happening. And then, you know, you just start it just opens up the doors for so many more places and exploration yep. and zero people and, you know, just all the things that I love about backcountry and love about Nevada, really. And that's another thing that steered me towards Nevada is like, you know, I started ski touring, you know, 15 years ago and there wasn't many people doing it. And now like the backcountry is getting crowded yep. and it's like kind of don't want to see people when I'm out there. Yeah. I don't want to fight for tracks. Like yeah. I want to show up. I don't want competition. Yeah. I just want to go out there, ski with my homies and have a good day. I don't want to be like, Oh, that cruiser oh, who's fitter. We got to get there fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like not. He's got to get up that. earlier. Like this guy he gets <laughs> right. up at four in the morning to be first up to the top. <laughs> yeah. And sets the skin track. And sets the track. Yeah. Dude, what's the minister of pow now? Is that the, the new name? Sort of, because I'm starting to, yeah. The ordained of the yeah. ordained yeah. minister of power. Yeah, well, I, I, if, yeah well, I'll put it, put this one out to our, to some of our listeners, but yeah, I'm doing weddings now. So I've, I've got, I'm, I, I did Kurt's wedding the other day and then someone at the restaurant heard about it and they, they said, Hey, will you marry us? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll marry you. There you go. And then, and then I got another one. 
So yeah, I'm are you doing, serious? I'm, yeah, I'm doing two. Awesome. Yeah, it's the words I'm, out. Yeah, yeah, the words out. Since I'm not working anymore and uh, just sort of focusing on the pod here, I'm my, my side hustle right now is, well, I gotta, is being I gotta, the, the, the I have a side universal hustle, uh, life um, church pastor. Of pa- I call me the pastor of pal. <laughs> I have a side hustle of filming weddings too. So maybe we should uh, oh, yeah, combine go. forces. Yeah. So oh, actually, I'm boys. so uh, Hazen, you, you'll get a laugh out of this one. The, the the one that I'm one of the two that I'm doing in December. I'm actually uh, I'm doing the officiating on Monday and then photographing their their rehearse or their party their their welcoming party to all their friends the next day nice so i'm double dipping nice. but yeah if you if you ever have a wedding where someone needs an officiate uh, and they like skiing i'm perfect <laughs> you want to get married on oh, yeah. the top of a mountain i got just the guy for you yeah yeah if anyone why yeah people want to get married in nevada or california or <laughs> send me to utah so i can shred some some real snow <laughs> so we don't have any here that, i think you got something there the minister pal you yeah. do mount on mountain weddings. Yeah, my my tagline is if you want a spiritual wedding but not religious, uh, that's me. Right. I like it. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. No, no nice. not not religious. He said. Oh my God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Pray. Amen. Amen. Job to the, Amen to the powder, though. Well, speaking of powder, then let's turn it back to Nevada because Nevada is like, it's wild how Nevada is basically like a foreign country. And we can go on a ski trip. We can spend all this money to go all around the world and have the experience that you just described that we like having, which is a powder, you know, shred and pow with no one else around. And we can spend all the money in the world to go somewhere. But some of us here now in Tahoe and Utah and the adjacent states, like we can just go out to Nevada and have that same experience. It's pretty special. And you guys scored last year. Let's go. Let's get into the movie then from last year. Like you guys scored good conditions. You skied pow. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, and then what did I, I actually, the thing that intrigued me most was that you guys got good conditions in Great Basin National Park midwinter. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So I've, that's I've not been an skiing. easy thing to do. That's not, so I've, uh, I've skied out there three times, but it's always been in the spring. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I've always thought, man, look at that one line. Like I remember talking to you about it when I got back from one of those trips and I was telling you about that line on Jeff yep. Davies and yep. was like, there's this coolie. It looks so sick, but it yeah. has to be winter. And you guys got that thing. Yeah, so we were there, uh, that was March, right? Was yeah. It end of March? Wow. It was mid-March. Yeah. Mid-March. Like, what were the logistics like to get in there then? You guys had to have permits and yeah, tell was, us all about that. It was a hassle. Was um, it? Actually, dealing with the National Park Service was really good. Um, we have this guy there, uh, Robert Reinhardt was the guy who helped us out. And, you know, he was genuinely excited. He's like... Oh wait, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna come ski out here? Like, well, people don't do that. And then he's like, you know, he's like, oh, okay, well, well, let me see what I can do. And then he's like, got to talk to his bosses and stuff like that. But then, you know, they needed so much. So he's like, well, you need a itinerary, where you're gonna be, what you're gonna be, exact dates, exactly exact routes of where you're gonna travel up the mountain, wow. where you guys are gonna set up your camp this, that, the other, what lines you're going to ski, how you're going to approach the mountain, and then how you're going to ski down it. I'm like, dude, I've never been here. Like, I don't really know. Like, I'm looking at Google Earth, and I think we're going to, I'm hoping this looks like I think it's going to look, and we're going to probably approach this ridge. But if Avi conditions are that steeper than I think, or, you know, there's, you can't, it's like yeah. an impossible thing to do. Is this because you're filming or yeah. is this because, yeah. because like, you're making a movie? Okay. Because uh, they wouldn't because ask of... these details of just anyone who wanted to go ski. 
Correct. Because you're filming, there's another layer yeah. of complexity. Correct. Right? Correct. Because yeah. it's a commercial film. Right, right. And, you know, there's just a lot of hoops to jump through. And I can't tell you how many hours I spent on the phone with this guy. And, you know, he's a really nice guy and ultimately helped us out. And I'm very grateful for that. But, you know, he's like, well, I was talking to the my uh, superiors in Washington. And what, what if you guys create an avalanche in it? takes out the trees down below and ruins the natural resources what if like what these there's avalanches happening in these mountains every day <laughs> right? Right. like yeah. you know yeah. um so trying to like you know there it's just such a foreign thing for them i think um but to back up further to your question like dealing with the national forest service is a complete nightmare like national park service or national national forest nfs <laughs> So USFS, sorry, because yeah. you guys are dealing with them yeah, too because USFS. you're filming. You're yeah, sorry, so they're more of a difficulty than the NPS. Yeah, NPS was like, and I don't know if it was just this location, but they were down to help. Again, this guy Robert like wanted to see it happen, and he was like, "I've been working in this park for forty years, and I've never seen what that mountain looks like, and I've never been on this route that you're putting on the map for me." And he was blown away by the places yeah. we wanted to go and ski. Yeah, and he was just. You know, he was genuinely excited about it. He's like, oh, cool. You guys are going to do this and do that. Oh, wow. Neat. You know, so, uh, but then dealing with the forestry service, they're just like, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) But what about, no. Yeah. How about, no. Now, which office did you, did you have to talk to the humble Toyabi main office in Reno? Is, Is that? Well, we started there and then. I think we ended up having to deal with Spring Creek down in uh, Vegas area. Oh, okay. And huh. yeah, it was just like this ongoing thing of like, no, talk to this person, now talk to this person, talk to this person. And you're just like following all these leads to the wrong person. Yeah. And then, you know, you finally wow. talk to the person and you can't even have a rational conversation. You know, they're like, oh, well, you're you're just going to destroy the, the resources and, you know, there's like yeah. no rationale to the conversation. No. And no, the forestry wasn't designated for skiing. This was started to protect our lands and for hiking and horses and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> not skiing. This is not what it was meant to be. And it's like, no, this is exactly what it's out here this for. This is exactly it what It depends on who you get, right? It, the, the biggest challenge with dealing with uh, the, these federal agencies is they all have their own little fiefdoms. Yeah. And and like some of them are awesome and the people who are on staff are recreationists or they under they, they get it they understand it and then you get these other folks who are just fun stoppers and yeah. that's all they want to do is stop your fun and it and, was yeah it, it just felt like we were we were running like bashing our heads into a brick wall trying to be like this film is about exploring these wild places this film is about enjoying what this country has to offer and, and adventuring and, yeah. and being out in these places and, and protecting these and places prote- and, and yeah. reasons like, why we want to protect these places. It seemed like our, our message fundamentally was the same and it, it just, we couldn't, we couldn't make it yeah. that point. It seems like travel Nevada got that from you guys. Oh yeah. And they're, they're Tra- reaping the rewards of that from your movie. Travel Nevada has been awesome. They, uh, they saw the first project and, they just hit me up right away because I'd reached out to him before we did the first one. 
they're like, uh, I, I think they just didn't understand or yeah. didn't get it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And they're like, wait, a ski movie? Wait, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then they, they literally, the first film was out for like a month and then they like, I got an email in my inbox like, yo, if you guys are coming back to Nevada, let's collaborate and make this happen. Awesome. And they've been awesome to work with. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, you guys are in in the in the sense of skiing, you're you're blazing new trail because nobody a nobody's really. I mean, there's you know a handful of our friends who know Nevada well, and they've been doing it for a long time. And they've been keeping it on the DL, but nobody's ever filmed a, a a you know a movie in Nevada featuring skiing. So like what you guys are running into, you know, they're just like, huh? They exactly a lot of yeah. these government officials who are working in the backwoods of Nevada, they're not really recreationists. They're primarily hunters. Like a lot of the yeah. recreation that happens in rural Nevada is like hunting and fishing yeah, and maybe a few side-by-sides, but yeah. you're not seeing skiers and mountain bikers and sledders and dirt bikers and like, you know, even rock climbers really like, there's just so- pow. Yeah. <laughs> I also, one other thing is that, you know, when we say we're out here filming a movie, it's true. I'm using air quotes. It's a commercial film, but- People think film crews, and it's like right. we are the farthest yeah. thing from yeah, like, a quote unquote yeah. like Maverick, film crew. like Top Gun, yeah. yeah, in Kingston Canyon. That's a movie, right? They had yeah, a, that like, has a footprint. They're yeah. thinking a huge footprint. impact to the land. We're yes. like we're yes. basically hovering above ground because we're on snow, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. And Hazen's got a, tri- and they're like, well, what kind of film equipment? Like he's got a tripod and a camera. <laughs> drone? <laughs> no, don't say that word. Oh, they don't like yeah, drones? drones. No, no drones. Don't use the D word. Yeah. So, I mean, did you guys get clearance to you? I mean, I'm assuming you guys got clearance to do all that stuff, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Sure, um, sure. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I may or may not have flown a drone in. So no, we no. You would well, never. <laughs> well, we def- just maybe. We Dude, definitely mess- didn't in the national park. That no, was- I was going to say, don't mess with the NPS. Is my least favorite federal agency because they are such rule mongers, and every single one of them is walking around with a hat and a ticket book and a gun, and they want to show you all the things that you can't do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just you don't mess around. Like anytime I'm on the road and I want a boondock camp. I got to triple check that I'm not on like NPS managed land because they will yeah. throw the book at you. They don't yeah. mess around. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They're not afraid. <laughs> but yeah, so we didn't mess around in there. And then honestly, we didn't even fly the drones in wilderness areas either. We were playing by the rules. You know, I got a great piece of advice from Cody Townsend. And mm. He's like, cause I was like, dude, you've been filming in all these spots. You've been filming in wilderness. You've been filming in this and that. He's like, dude, just, only break one rule at a time. If you guys are going to go into a wilderness area, no drones. Like yep. Shoot yeah. it from the hip. Yep. Shoot it from the hip. And that was really good advice. Yeah. Because hopefully we're not going to have issues. Um, you know, you know, I think about it. I'm like, what is the harm here? What's the problem? It's, like, yeah. Bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. It's bureaucracy. Yeah. yeah. And so, That's you know, we're... Fun stoppers. We're, we're doing our best to play by the rules and, you know, not... We certainly didn't like hurt the lands or anything like that. Of course not. Can go that far. In the wintertime in particular, like you said, like it's, yeah, you're on top of a a surface that melts (laughs) in the summertime, right? Like your tracks aren't there anymore. Yeah. That was a thing that NPS was struggling to understand as well. They're like, well... You have so to stay on trail. You're going to like, there is no trail when there's five feet of snow. Like, <laughs> right. or like you're going to be on the trail, right? Like, 
Yes. Yes. I think. Yeah, just right. Nod. You just say <laughs> just yes. Nod. Yeah, you just, yeah, exactly. Tail Rick with Trash and Treasure on WMTT Hot Country 103. Give us a call. Tell us what you got for sale today. Hey, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing? This is uh, Tony Turbo down there in East Sandwich. Hey, I got this uh, big ag knees tree person tent here. Uh, definitely doesn't fit tree people. Went camping with the wife. What can I say? She hates camping, so it's for sales, okay? Used only once. Because I'm a good fella, be honest. It's got a wee-wee stain in it from my old dog, Rocky. Okay? Throwing a bones, it's yours. We'll trade for a decent lawnmower. Call me at one two three four five six seven. All right! Tony Turbo and East Sandwich has a not-a-three-person tent with a wee-wee stain for sale. $200 or trade for a lawnmower. Ring them up at one two three four five. There's a better way to buy, sell, and rent used outdoor gear. Sendy, a new peer-to-peer online marketplace backed by Cam Zink and Travis Rice. Built by athletes for athletes, Sendy is committed to providing the outdoor community with a high-quality hub for high-quality gear. Sendy provides a safe platform for buying, selling, and renting, making sketchy meetups with shady characters and seedy parking lots a thing of the past. Sendy uses integrated and discounted UPS rates, QR codes, and print-ready labels, shipping anywhere in the U.S., with Canada coming soon. Download the app today for free at the Apple Store, Google Play, or visit sendy.io. Buy it, sell it, rent it, and send it with Sendy, charter partner of Mind the Track. Now, back to the show. Hazen, what's your background? Where did you grow up in like... East Coast. Yeah, I I grew up in New Hampshire. You Um, did? Okay. Yeah, and we were were very much weekend warriors too, but in high school, um, I was on the ski team and, and skied um, all the time and really just caught the bug so bad. And it was at the same time where there was all this energy in the free ski movement. And so I started, you know, I was racing and then got into the terrain park scene on the East coast and was like, I want to make my own films and ski terrain park. And so that's what we were doing. It was a little bit of like the jackass CKY era too, where I was just, I was just talking about this, but it's like, you know, I was in college and we were, you know, just like filming parties and doing stupid stuff and then, and then going skiing. And yeah, so it was a little bit of that. And and then, um, yeah, moving out West it like when I went to Alta, so same thing with Josh, like I went on a family trip to Alta when I was probably like 12 or something like that and just was like mind blown. Did you drown in POW? I did not. I was, <laughs> it was actually high pressure when we were there, but just seeing the mountains, you know, you're like, there is so much more to see out here and to explore. And, uh, it really captured my imagination. And then in college, I went to college in upstate New York and all my buddies were, it, it was funny. This is not a ski school at all, but I linked up with, I sort of hodgepodged every single skier in the, in the school into our crew, you know, and we had a little film crew that we would travel to Vermont to. Um, and we knew as soon as we graduated that we were going to go out to Alta and that's mm-hmm. what we did for four years. And, um, we were there for three really big winters and, um, our little janky films films had like, you know, started getting picked up and, uh, we were by no means pro at all, but it was, you know, we had some recognition, some name recognition in, in Utah and, um, and then, was and then, that through like new schoolers or something? Yeah. Like new schoolers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
new schoolers and it would get picked up on like the unofficial snow blog every once in a while or yeah yeah um so get some views well, that, that that's way. a cool feeling huh you're like yeah boys oh my god <laughs> you got mom dad check it out i'm on the internet <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then moved out to tahoe and and had some drought years and and uh so i mean it it kind of was on the uh, simmering for a little bit you know i was doing it because i was passionate about it but it never like it never took off any more than that and then everything changed when i met josh so yeah it's nice. been a, it's been a fun journey yeah it sure has i have a question about um the first film so you guys got skunked a lot and there was that segment i think it was sand was it sand mountain yeah sand mountain how is skiing on sand that looked kind of sick is it fun or it's, is it just like whatever? It's fun. It's, it's like novel, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like skiing on a flat power run or something where you're like, But yeah. can you get some speed and like actually carve turns or is it kind I, of a struggle? Yeah. It was kind of a struggle. Like I think if it was steeper maybe, but... Okay. Uh, it's better you know, when it's wet. We could kind of mm. link up some turns. Okay. You've, yeah. you've got some experience. Colorado. Yeah. He's got the beta. You skied it's, sand dunes when it's oh, wet? Oh, yeah. Big ones. When oh, shit. Wet, okay. Well, no way. My tooth pieces of advice is that when they're wet a little bit and they're psychedelics <laughs> <laughs> skiing, sand dunes. skiing sand dunes is way better <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny because we're uh i have this on on the list before we even started the project like i think you know when you're like making a film you like want to have unique and cool stories to yeah. tell and i was like dude we're gonna go ski the sand dune it's gonna be sick but i i had like big visions i'm like oh yeah we'll find a spot to like do a backflip or a 360 it's gonna be sick dude and no. that certainly didn't happen did you guys get there shuttled a, up in like a side-by-side -side or some like redneck like give you a ride to the top or something afraid not i think a couple <laughs> guys came ripping by us as we're like boot packing up <laughs> he didn't stop and offer you a ride no rude but dude this is how it went we go arc dome hike you know show up whatever six hour drive show up at night wake up the next morning at like 5 a.m hike for like six hours get shut down tail between our legs back, go to the hot spring, wake up the next morning, quick soak. We met, what was his name? GK. GK, legend, living in his, uh, what was his, in his little bug. And then uh, I'm like, well, let's go ski the sand dune, boys. And so we like had a beer or two and like I'm still envisioning like, oh yeah, we're going to go do like backflips. <laughs> like we're going to go do we're some crazy stuff. it's <laughs> like, no dude like we were like barely making enough speed to make turns and it's like but it was fun it was like you know we had a couple beers we didn't have the psychedelics but we had a couple beers and like hiked it till sunset and then we had this awesome sunset the views and, were, yeah the sunset looked amazing in the and film. it was so cool man it was yeah. like a very unique and like we had a blast. We were all like laughing and high fiving, and it was, it was a lot great, better than the snow skiing. That's for sure. It was a great session, <laughs> but it wasn't. You know, how's it hiking up sand in your ski boots? It's two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's it. It's really good for your bindings too. Oh, I was gonna that's say, right. how yeah. much did it mess up your gear? Oh, dude, Connery and I both had shifts on our skis. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many moving parts and yeah, yeah. grease in there, little bits of oh, grease. No. Oh, no. And it's just 
all just caked in sand. We both ruined our bindings. I went home. I like literally leave a bad review on like you yeah. know like backcountry.com. Like these things suck in sand. Don't take them to the beach. <laughs> Don't take them to the beach. Dude, I literally took a shower with my skis for like a half hour. I'm like trying to blast water or blast the sand out of all the joints and moving parts. Were they ruined? Or were you able Pretty to resurrect much. them? I pulled them. Or I think I sold them to some nerd. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were definitely destroyed though. <laughs> how's the how's the how you guys like Middlegate? That bar's pretty sweet, Dude, huh? Dude, so cool. That yeah, was that such place a highlight. Is epic. Yeah. And it was yeah. it was at a critical point in the day. If anybody knows me out there, they know how hungry I can get oh, and it the boy quickly hungry. turns to an emergency. Did you get the burger? Did you get the animal or what do they call what it? Did the we monster? Get? We, we had the... breakfast. Yeah, we had the breakfast, but it was like oh, chicken fried steak. Oh, chicken fried steak for breakfast. Yeah. But it was it was it was an emergency. We were like, maybe we won't stop here and I was like, no, we will stop here because I need to eat. And yeah. it was the best it was the best call because that place is so cool and so full like so full of character oh yeah we hopped out of the car and there was a um a fighter jet that that like literally came scorching over us and we're like ducking down (laughs) trying to get out of the way it was really cool yeah right by the airfield there so yeah yeah that fighter jet couldn't have like I saw the guy's eyeballs. He had blue eyes. Good looking gentleman <laughs> flying that plane. But uh, it was so close to us. Man. It was, was so nuts. close. Yeah, yeah. That's their the Top Gun school. That's their backyard. Like the the uh, the, the um, Desatoya and the Toyabi and the Takima. They just fly in and out of those canyons like all day mm-hmm. long, man. Sick. Breaking the sound barrier. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm, super yeah. cool. To so see. do you experience that when you're uh, oh, yeah. hiking out by bunker oh, yeah. and whatnot? Just them come ripping by you. Well, in Just, the summertime uh, when I'm doing trail work out there, yeah. I'll be above the plane. The plane will be below me. Yeah, that's cool. It's crazy. You're looking down on it. And it's fully... This summer, we were filming a segment for Wild Nevada, the PBS show, in Kingston Canyon. And like we're looking at the lake. We're like upstream from the lake. And this jet comes up the canyon, fully pitched sideways, about 100 feet above the ground. Just goes whoosh, up the canyon. Mm. And I turned to the cameraman. I was like, please tell me you got that. He's like, no, I missed it. I was like, damn it. That was just insane. That, that was actually like the same thing with Hazen and I when that jet came by. I was like sitting there taking photos of that bar because it's so unique. Yeah. And, and you like run down and you like can't believe it's open. And Hazen's like standing where Tom is like looking this way. He's like, oh, shit. And I like turn around and I have my camera out. But it was like, ah, oh, no, I missed it. It it was here, it was so, gone. It's like trying to catch lightning on your camera. It's like just, yeah, yeah not, not going to work. <laughs> you got to be so lucky to catch that. But yeah, Middlegate is cool, man. We That was just like another one of those things like that happens every adventure we go on in Nevada so far. It's just like we stumbled upon it. We're like, where can we get food? We're driving down 50. There's nothing. Yeah, it's the only place to get You're just like, food. what's this Middlegate place? And I'm like the kind of guy like I just want to keep moving. I'll like... Yeah, you don't want to stop. I'll just deal with the hunger thing. Yeah, I'm the same way. And Hazen's like, no, we got to stop. I'm like, dude, it looks like it's a little off the road. It's not really like a pull in, pull out. I mean, it's basically like it's it's 200 200 yards. It's 200 yards. It looks a little shady. I don't know. But we're like looking on the map, you know? And I'm like, ah, it doesn't look like it's just an exit ramp. We're just going to pull in there on it. (laughs) Coming up with some excuse so we can keep rolling. He's like, come on, dude, we need to pull in here. And I'm so glad we did because like... What a cool place and, uh, you know, the environment there and just like 
the people there are pretty wild too. You know, they're just, wild. Yeah, just talking to them and like a lot of transients actually end up there. Like they're on the road and then they get. You know, you get free room and board there if you work there. So right. people who are like on the go, they end up like just staying there and then working I did not there know and that. living That's there. Cool. Yeah. Well, there's one woman we were talking <clears throat> to. She's like, yeah, I've been here for 30 years. I moved here when I was 19 and I've been here 30 years. I'm like, really? You don't want to see anything else or go anywhere else? Like, <laughs> you're good with this? <laughs> I was like, yeah, she's stuck. So. so, all right. It is beautiful. Teach their own. Yeah. Hey, so you guys ended up in Belmont. Did you end up skiing when you went to Belmont, or did you just like drink whiskey and shoot <laughs> off cannons and set bear traps and do all the other redneck things? Lots of Nevada things. <laughs> that, was yeah. a, that was an amazing little segment. How did you end up in Belmont, by the way? Uh, well, you know, in the film, the, the story's kind of told out of place. Okay. So we were at Bunker Hill Zone, you know, we we're there in Kingston. Yep. And I knew about stuff over in the Takima Range and yep. Jefferson and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, we got to go check this place out, boys. Yeah. And so that's that's when we went. And like in the film, the story is told, you know, because our editor who does an amazing job, but I think it was just like out of context and he didn't realize that like this happened on the way basically that like we went through this town mm -hmm. and this is when we went to Tokima range and skied there. Oh, I see. So it like, cause you showed point some, a and point B. you showed right. some, um, some cuts skiing in the Tokima. Correct. But that was like five minutes or 10 minutes before they showed you guys in Belmont. You got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. So you did ski in the Tokima. So we did. Sweet. Yeah. And it's sick. Awesome. And we, we saw a bunch of stuff that we didn't get to ski because we got clagged out by clouds and weather, but uh, man, that place is like Jefferson is a weird, unbelievable. Legit. Legit. That's on legit. the that's on the list. Yeah. We're going back. Yeah, yeah. So we last. So our, we have a friend who lives in Kingston, Matt Francis, who's a big skier and and has skied Jefferson a couple times and really? knows the zone. Yeah, and he was when we did the Bunker Hill Day earlier this year. You know, we were talking about maybe like making a run over to the other side to try and get Jefferson because that's a a really cool he's like dude it's a great mountain it's really right. cool there's awesome. a lot of incredible terrain it's a long yeah. access though it's long access we yeah. saw some sick like northwest facing lines too remember those coolies unreal going back down yes. into uh smoky valley there it's yeah. like whoa dude serious terrain. what is that mm -hmm. like there's, every, there's a it lot felt like of every, sick terrain every there. every corner we turned around every peak we got on top of was like there's more there's yeah. more. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys what 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 range surprised you guys the most? Yeah, out of all of them in Nevada, Ooh. what was the one that really that, that stood that, out? That stood out. Um, man, that's a hard question. That I think they're all so unique and badass in their own way. Um, I mean, with having a good you think, with yeah. having a good I mean, snow year like last year, they what's were, the you first know, one you go back to? My my obvious answer is that I was blown away by Great Basin National Park. This is someplace yeah. that I had dreamed of filming before even meeting Josh. You mm -hmm. know, it's kind of funny we had this same vision of of Nevada, it, you know, separately. Um, but it, it was just someplace that really captured my imagination, and and being out there and being in it was even more than I could have imagined. You know, being mm -hmm. up on those ridge lines and seeing the peaks out there and the lines and the potential was just like 
Oh my God. It was yeah. unbelievable. Did you guys summit Wheeler when you were there? We did not technically not summit. To okay. the you summit. guys, and you guys were closer than I was, but yeah, you were, we were like, like high on that ridge. We were on the ridge, uh, you know, probably half hour from summit or maybe okay. 40 minute hike still. There's a, we're an still amazing a line off the south side of that thing that takes you all the way back. You could ski out the other drainage. Oh, yeah. All huge way, relief. I think we, huge. we saw that. It's, it's like uh, a five, mm-hmm. six K descent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Um, I, I feel you there, Hazen. It's yeah, Great it's Basin area. is, mm-hmm. and some of those lines, like I said in the film, this one bowl we camped under was like. Is that the one? The last ed, the last segment of the film. Yeah, that was my favorite segment of both films. That was so. Yeah. The music, mm-hmm. the 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 soundtrack, the lines you guys were skiing, how aggressive you were. Mm-hmm. You were sending stuff. You were straight lining stuff. It was so. Rad, man. That was my favorite. Like at the end of the film, I was like, yeah, that was yeah, sick. Dude, that was a good way to end it for sure. Yeah, it's, it's like how you want to see that stuff skied. Yeah. 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 And that was yeah. in, in the park. That was in Great Basin. Yep. Yeah. And that was, uh, like I was starting to say, that was the zone that we camped at. And I'd, I'd found this image on Google Earth of this face. And I was like, dude, I think it's going to be kind of like spiny and featurey. And, you know, sure enough, it was. And, um, it's a bummer we didn't get to ski it because there was some rowdy things that could have gone down in there. And, you know, like I said in the film, it was just like heating up too fast. And it was like, it was dangerous. It was just like obvious. Yeah. Like, we're not yeah. going there. Yeah. We're not even going to mess with that because we're not here to die. We're here to have fun. And, yeah. you know, you got to know when to call it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Great Basin was the shit. Um, you know, Takima Range was really rad. Uh, the Toyabis is super sick too, man. There's so much rad terrain and yeah. And did know. you guys go north to Jarbridge? Yeah, in we the first in, film they did oh, in your first film. That one. was a really cool range too. I, I got a call out. It's Jarbidge. Ah, okay. oh, dude, did you see that? Or did you? Hear oh, you guys it? said it a few times. I was like, oh, oh well, I did, <laughs> dude. So here's the deal. I, I, I just did it too. So. Here's a. It's pretty, a common mistake. It's here's a, common a mistake. pretty funny story. So. I didn't realize it was Jarbidge. I uh-huh. just kept saying Jarbridge. Uh-huh. And so we, there's basically one, uh, the Red Dog Saloon was the only lodging and fuel stop open. Yeah. And we sledded there, right? So yeah. these guys like had us under their thumb, basically. Like we oh, weren't yeah. going we anywhere without them. But they were super cool. It wasn't like that at all. Is that but Jace? Jace. Yeah, yeah, yeah That yeah. dude's a gem. Oh, yeah. Awesome He's guy. He's funny. Um, he totally took care of us and it was awesome. But uh, we would come in every night. And we were there for like three nights or something. We'd come in every night and all the locals would come in, all five of them. And they'd be like, <laughs> they'd be like what'd you guys get into today? So and where'd you stay? At the Red Dog. Outdoor or Inn. Outdoor Inn. Yep, oh, okay. Sorry. okay but yep. owns that. Owner. It's like right across the street. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but we were like, we'd come in and all the locals would be like, what'd you guys get into today? And we'd be just like talking about what we were doing. I'd be like, yeah. And then we went up to Jarbridge Peak and Jarbridge that and Jarbridge... <laughs> And so the next day we come in to have dinner, it's like, you know, eight, whatever. And this, the lady comes in, the local lady we've been hanging out with, and she's got a shirt and it says, there's a photo of a jar and it says, (laughs) it's jar. And then it spells out bidge, (laughs) not jar. There's a picture of a jar and a picture of a bridge. Literally, like, couldn't have been more on the head with her. She was just like... She wore that just for you? She's like looking at me. She's like, buddy, wake up. Hello? 
anyone in there? Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's so good. So she comes in with this shirt, and I've done like, like this is like we're leaving the next morning, and I'm like, Hazen, I'm an idiot. I didn't realize I was saying it wrong the whole time. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, you've been saying it wrong the whole time. I'm like, you knew? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Hazen, why didn't you tell me? We've been doing, like, interviews, and, you know, we're doing all this stuff, and I'm like doing myself he's like oh we're here at jarbridge peak and blah 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 and like you know so we got all this footage where i'm just saying jarbridge 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 and i'm like hazen knew the whole time and i'm like why didn't you tell me he's like you're the boss oh that's amazing like come on bro have your boys back here but that was pretty funny the lady totally like schooled me how not, did you like it? That's a Jar solid call bridge. out. That's a solid yeah. call out. How did oh, you dude. like it there? Was it a good? A t-shirt. She had it a was, t-shirt made. The, the terrain was really cool. And, you know, this is pretty... Did you guys, like, go up towards the boundary, the wilderness boundary? Like, yeah, yeah. We, so we got up on top of Jarbage Peak, <laughs> yeah. um, and we're, we skied off of that. Honestly, the, ter- the um, snow wasn't great. Um, no. And it was super hard to get up there. It was a lot. Did of you work. guys sled up there, or did you have to? We skin? sledded as close as we could, and then we skinned. And it was like a up a mining road or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was yeah, it was a lot of bushwhacking and trial and error, and yeah. yeah. And um, then like same thing, you get to like wilderness boundary road ends, and then it's like, and there wasn't much snow that year, so yeah. it was like clear the road ends here, and it's like all right, yeah. I guess we're walking from here, and then we start like hiking up, and then there's like one of the debris from one of the biggest slides Huge. that i've ever seen like mm. walking through house size freaking that so that was 2020 snow chunks that 2022 was when we had a huge january massive cycle in january and so we were like set up and it all of a sudden it was like four weeks of high pressure in february we went out there and that whole face had slid massive yeah and then we're like should we you skiing anything here? This seems pretty gnarly. Like, so then we were just like tiptoeing around and scared. And we came across so over the pass, because we sled it in there, over the pass coming into Jarbage, there was like this really cool zone that we saw sledding in. So we like sledded back out of town, like we we're going back towards uh Whitehorse. And then there was mm-hmm. like some really cool lines and coulars and yep. stuff like that. So then we sessioned all that stuff, and that was epic. That was such and a you, fun day. And you guys parked your truck like out by Whitehorse Reservoir and came in the back way? Yeah, back door how, entrance. How was that? Dude, it was awesome. It was such a rad adventure. That was we one of the coolest experiences. We didn't know. We didn't, we didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. Like, so you were going into the abyss we're with just your sleds. Like, we're like, rolling the dice. Hope like, we have enough gas. Hopefully wow. we get there, and hopefully this road is passable. Right. It's not side hilled out or like there's no drifted. There's or, no beta, and there was spots. There was like a couple spots. It got dark, and we had to dig out because it was so wind blown and like yeah. firm. Yeah. 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 And like mountainside, just like right. this, and you, you have can to dig it. You can skin. see the road still goes over there, and like I said, there's like not a ton of snow, so it's like okay, we can get on that flat over there. We got to dig out this whole stretch and then it's like, and then it's getting dark and then we come to the next one and it's like, dude, we can't dig that out. And it's like, dude, can we drop down into that drainage and and go over there and like high mark up over there? And it's like, (laughs) oh, that's that's north facing and it's pow. And then it's like, what happens when we wrap around this corner and try and go into the canyon that garbage is in? Right, right. It's, there's just it's so steep. many factors yeah. and like oh, yeah. My things where it's like, on e. and Hazen's like likes to play this game. And one of the times we we're <laughs> digging out, he's like, "I like to play this game called What's the worst thing what's, that could happen? What's the worst thing that could happen?" 
I'm like, well, worst thing that happens is we go collect some dead branches. We're going to make a fire. We're going to sleep here tonight. Then we're going to ski down into town. Then we have to ski tour back up with fuel tomorrow. And you were low on fuel. Yeah. Did you start with a full tank? We both did. It just, it, wow. just the, my, it, it, we it's like ended 50 up miles, having the, yeah? basically the same amount of fuel, but my gauge is just less reliable. And so it's, it gets scary. It get, yeah, I, yeah <laughs> I feel you. Yep. So yeah, that was just all the variables of not knowing and, and do we made it down into that town and we were so psyched and to go like sledding through that town and you just, you know, we hadn't been there. So you don't know what it's going to look like, totally. what it's going to be. And then it's like all these old rustic buildings and you're like sledding through, there's no one there. And then there's one light on at the bar. And we, I walk in, I like open the door to the bar and it was just like, Everyone just spins and looks at me. Yeah, I'll just spin and, like, yeah. and you're like, is and, this Jarbridge? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> no. They'd be like, uh, nope. <laughs> I think you should leave. <laughs> no, I just like, they all spin and look at me, and I like look at everyone in the eye, and all five of them or whatever. I'm like, man, am I glad to see you guys right now? <laughs> and they're like, you look thirsty. I'm like, we're very thirsty. <laughs> we was at a stressful couple hours. But uh, that ended up being like, you know, a trip of a lifetime. It's like, like one of those adventure. things you'll never forget. And like, yeah, it's so cool. Did you, did you, I mean, did you guys do much filming on that? It seems like you probably didn't have time to actually like document that adventure too much because you just needed to get there before dark, right? Yeah, we did. And that's kind of what killed us was that like, you know, it's so beautiful and hard not to. Hazen's like, oh, we got to get this drone shot. Right, right, and I'm like, right. damn it, we got to go. All yeah. right, dude. Yeah, like, that's what we're here to do. We got to like get the shot. There's and... the balance, right, between making ground and getting the shot. Yeah. Yep. And then here's a fun little side story, too. No, don't tell the story. Come on, we got to tell the story. <laughs> yeah. Tell the story. So, if he says that, you have to tell no, the story. No, of course, it's too late. <laughs> I, just, uh, I just bought a brand new snowmobile that year. Oh, God. And... <laughs> We're out like an hour into the ride and we're both just amping so hard. Like, this is so beautiful. We're just like on these roads and everything else is sagebrush. There's just snow holding on the road. It's kind of crazy how that happens. Mm -hmm. Like yep. roads hold snow for some reason. Yep. But we're just ripping through sagebrush at 70 miles an hour. And so, you know, you go for like 20 minutes and then I'd like stop. Be like, is Hazen coming? Hazen's all good. Okay, cool. We're teams together. Regroup. Start going again. So... One of the brake stops, I'm like sitting there waiting, and then it's like, okay, here comes Hazen. And I just turn back around, and I'm like looking at the mountains, like, oh, what about that light? What about that light? Bam! I just get smacked by a snowmobile. Next thing I know, I'm cartwheeling through the air. <laughs> Hazen hit me at like 30 miles an hour. Oh, God! Oh. We're out in the middle of nowhere in the desert, and Hazen was doing the same thing. I'm sitting there looking at these mountains. Hazen's doing the same thing. <laughs> But, oh, no. but pinned on his sled, he was going like 60. <laughs> oh, my and God. And then the last second looked down and saw me and grabbed brake. And, you know, he still hit me at like 30. It was like, a glancing blow, but it, it knocked both of us clear <laughs> of our sleds. Both yeah. of us went ragdolling through the air. They, I, was, they, I think there was like elk track that were like on the road for a little bit. And then they like went off into this aspen grove. And I was just like looking at that. And then from the aspen grove up to the mountains, just got... Yeah, 
Oh so my God. Here I am. I'm like laying there, my brand new sled, the tunnel's all like bent up and whatnot. <sighs> and you know, you can't help but be a little butt hurt. So I get up and I'm like, dude, are, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I think I'm okay. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? What is that all about, dude? (laughs) There's literally nobody for 50 miles around us, and you managed to hit me? (laughs) That's what I said. There's no one for 100 miles. You hit the only person within 100 miles. I've got a fat lip. I'm like laying in the snow covered in dirt like, sorry about your new snowmobile. That's a good, that's and, a but good nothing, share. Like good. the sleds worked okay. You were able to continue or yep. did you? Sleds were all good, <sighs> you know? And then that would have been a real like, bummer if both sleds were like yeah, wrecked to the point you couldn't man, ride them. Can you imagine? Oh, you'd be, oh, we were that's like, a long skin out. Like I said, we were like at least an hour <laughs> in at 70 miles an hour, oh. you know? So we're like 70 miles from anywhere it felt like, but. Yeah. I guess it's only 50 miles, so maybe that's a little exaggerated, but it that's felt how like it 70. Felt. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it felt. Um, but yeah, that was. Now it's very funny. Yeah. And now that story is going to be known by everybody. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> the people need it to happens. know, Hazen. It the people need everyone, to know. Yeah. That it didn't make it in the film, luckily, at least. <laughs> right. Well, we didn't document that. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have your GoPro on while you were riding your sled? <laughs> no. Thank goodness. <laughs> Now, you guys, what is the most valuable resource that you guys utilize to figure out where to go? Google Earth. Google Earth, yeah. On DP. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a cool app, man. It really is, yeah. The way you can, like, zoom in and then, like, get in on different ways and, like, come in over the top and, like, how steep is that really? Is that a cliff? Like, what? Exactly. It's it's the best resource we have. Um, And then, like, you can scroll through, like, time... Like, cause they have like shots from different months or years and whatever. And it's not like exact, but you can like kind of look at different times and be like, Oh, I found one that has snow on the mountains. Yeah. And it's really hard to find in a lot of places, but right. then you can find like snow on the mountains. You're like, Oh, that is sick. We got to go here. You know? So yeah. Google earth is badass and just like giving you a real, you know, we use a lot of topos and stuff with Gaia as well when we're in the field. Yeah. But like for finding stuff, like you can get a real grasp of what this train looks like. You can look at topos till you're blue in the face and mm-hmm. it's, you're not going to get a good understanding of what you're looking at until mm-hmm. you're there, you know? And especially with Nevada, uh, the the biggest part of it is access. And so knowing, referencing Gaia GPS and Google Earth, everybody has different like old mining roads that they, that they chart out. And so having, you know, kind of cross-referencing everything and seeing how we're going to approach this is such a game changer too. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest piece of the puzzle. Especially on like a first try. Yeah. Right. I've been skiing Nevada for 20 years and I'll say most of my success has come from a failure. (laughs) Right. And then, and then, and then a repeat. Yeah. And you have the beta, you have it, you have a first try down and then you have a lay of the land and then you can go back and execute better. But it seems like, it seems (laughs) like you guys have had some 
better luck with even just first tries. Yeah, and I think it's just like the homework, you know. And mm. I I do really equate it to Google Earth and like yeah. and like Hazen saying figuring out the roads and the access roads. And like we spoke earlier, we dirt biked the shit out of our snow machines and did some serious damage. <laughs> I ripped paddles. I'm not off buying my a used sled from either of you guys. Or a pair of touring skis for that. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, man, I think we just put I put so much time into like figuring out zones and routes and everything else. So when we go, it's like, it's so exciting because I've never been to these places, Yeah. but I've been all over it on Google earth. And right. it's like, oh, yeah. what, is it going to look like, I think it's going to look, what's it going to be? Totally. And yeah. so it's, it's so rewarding. Honestly, it's like such a cool feeling. Um, love that aspect of it. Have you guys um, met Connor Phelan yet? Do you know who Connor Phelan is? Definitely know of him, and I yeah. have a strong Instagram relationship with him. Okay, yeah. Right? But that's it. No, and he's... Connor and Willie, man. Those guys I know. know they've been getting after it. They have yeah. They have an incredible amount of experience out there, and, and going through Connor's blog is really cool just because they've skied everything. Yeah. Yeah, they've skied a lot of it's stuff It's super inspiring there. to see what they do and yeah. and how much they, how much fun they have and... and uh, I wouldn't say it's inspiring to see Willie sleeping in a sleeping bag in the sage, but it's, it's impressive. <laughs> that, guy's, that guy's a character. He's so cold out there. He was so we. The first time I met Willie was we were um, we did this amazing mountain bike ride from Donner Summit to Sierra City on this trail that has to go unnamed, and you know, we ended up. <clears throat> We find out there's a somebody in front of us the whole time. And we're like, there's one guy like riding solo all the way to Sierra City by himself. And so we had a car stashed in Sierra City. So when we got there, it's like a 40 mile ride, you know, and then we're going to drive back. So we get this and we were encountering people on the trail. And they're like, yeah, there's a guy in front of you. Um, he's by himself. And I was like, how is this? How is that going to work? Is this guy got a car at the end of the trail or is he just going to We forget about it? get in the truck, we're driving home and we're in the Sierra Valley, driving across the Sierra Valley and we see this tall, lanky dude on a mountain bike just motoring across the Sierra Valley and I'm like, dang, this has got to be the guy. <laughs> so we like slow down and I lower my window. I'm like, did you just ride from Donner Summit to Sierra City? He's like, yeah. And I go, are you riding all the way back to Truckee? He's like, yeah. And I go, do you want to ride? He's like, hell yeah. He had no plan, dude. No plan. Awesome. He was just going to ride the whole awesome. way. And then yeah. we stopped and got dinner. It's a good and way to live life. As we were driving up I-80, you know, back to the Donner Summit, he was like, I'm so glad you guys picked me up. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, that's a long yeah. ride. That's like a 50-mile ride. It's a huge ride, right? ride. It's a huge ride. It's 50 miles, just the first segment. Yeah. It's 100 miles of riding, probably, yeah. with trip. a ton of climbing mm -hmm. anyway that's willie for you yeah. he doesn't he just kind of flies by the seat of his pants Love and then it. he's like a a white a gnarly whitewater kayaker dude like oh, okay. sending cliffs and stuff you Insanely know yeah, good so kayaker. yeah fun, funny like character man yeah. so anyway those guys they're going to be on the pod we we, we skied with nice. them last spring on bunker um uh -huh. But we just haven't had a chance to connect with them yet but we're going to definitely have another like episode and just jive about all the ski because I I'd love to get more beta on like the stuff they've seen because they've seen a lot in yeah. Nevada mm -hmm. and well, the, the ones worth going back to and the ones not worth going back to you know Willie was kind of harping on me a little bit he's like yeah you're claiming there's no beta about Nevada and this and that and it's like dude like I don't mean it personally but I don't follow your blog or any of the <laughs> stuff like 
And honestly, that's what's fun to me is like, I don't want to follow a guidebook. I don't yeah. want to yeah. follow. You want to adventure for yourself. Yeah. I yeah. want to figure it out myself. Yeah. And that's what's rewarding about this whole thing to me. And it's like in the coming years, we're going to be going to places that have been skied and you could probably find a blog about it. But like, in my opinion, like the, uh, for example, like the East side Sierra Nevada, like guidebook, that thing's criminal. Like, let yeah. people figure it out. Go explore. Yeah. Go have fun. Figure it out for yourself. You need direction. Oh, well, we have to go up this canyon. And then the book says, take a right here at mile 1.2. And then, <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, go figure it out on your own. Have fun. That's like, that's the fun of it, the adventure. And as I like to call it, cracking the code. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, cracking the code we, on these mountains. We've talked like, about that on the pod about that there needs to be a little meat on the bone still for people to still have a genuine experience. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't need to follow your guidebook. And that's one of the other appeals to Nevada. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And like, like I said, sorry, Willie, but I didn't follow your post and I didn't see <laughs> the whatever no, line. And it's like, yeah, it's, that's what's in a year like last year too, even in the, like particularly the Eastern Sierras or Nevada, like even if there is a blog, like there's so much out there still that you, you right. can just take, it's unreal. Just go one more drainage over yeah. and, and go explore something else. Yeah, it's unreal how much there is. And you don't have to go what the guidebook says. Like, I I had a friend in the Eastern Sierras last winter that basically opted to not ski anything in the guidebook. Right. That was his prime directive. I'm not going to ski anything in the book. That's like the same way that I think, dude. It's like, I'm going to use this as a place not to go because I don't want to see people. You know you will see other people there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's way more fun. It's kind of how I ski squaw. Like, if or Palisades, AK formerly X Twitter. Uh, you know, if, if, there, if there's an, if there's an obvious call when I'm at that mountain on a good powder day, I go the opposite direction. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if my phone and everything's telling me this is going to be good, I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to go. The this other is way. opening at 11. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go there. Not going to go there at 11. Yeah. I'm going to go the opposite direction. And like, totally I think free. that's a great approach to life in general is just go the opposite direction. Path less travel. Twain always said, when you find yourself in the majority, it's time to reform. Mm, yeah, mm. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Thanks yeah, for good that. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, with, with that said, are, are you are you going back to Nevada this year? Yeah, I was gonna say, what's what's next? on tap? Are you gonna go do gonna some go? more poking and sniffing, or what? You know, I think um... <laughs> <laughs> poking and sniffing at Nevada. That's, that's what I like to call it. Go yeah. out and sniff and a poke. You never know what you're gonna find out. <laughs> Let's leave it there. Um, yeah, I think, I don't think we're going to do Nevada this year. We might. It depends on the year, right? Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If it's if big. It, if it pops off there, then we'll probably go tick off a couple more things because there are more things on the list. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think just for the sake of the story and people are going to be like, I mean, I already said it in the last film, like, you guys probably don't want to see another Nevada film, but this is what you're going to get. Um, <laughs> and I think if we make another Nevada film, people are going to be like, all right, dude, like we, we get, get it. it. We, we get, get it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm just saying like for just going skiing though, would you go oh, back just to leave the cameras at home personal, and a personal ski? Oh, honey yeah. P if I had time, I don't really get to ski for myself much, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, but yeah, I like look forward to years and years in the future of skiing there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. It's like I said in the film. I mean, it's funny. I was talking to uh, the people at Travel Nevada recently, and they're like, "So your film's basically like a love letter to Nevada." It's like, yeah, 
pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I love that place. It's insane. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'll be going there for the rest of my days is how I see it, you know. Um, whether it's one trip a year or a trip every couple of years or however it pans out. But, yeah, I love it. I, you know, it's, it's second to none um, in my eyes. But uh, for the coming year, we're going to be exploring. I think we got to go north. You know, maybe we'd end up going south a little bit, but I think uh, I'm really looking at intrigued by places in Oregon, Idaho, you know, NorCal, um, and like, um, what am I trying to say? The Eddies and uh, Trinity Alps. You Trinity see, Alps. Yeah, Trinity Alps and, uh, yeah, cool. You know, there's stuff in Washington that's not super popular as well, and Montana. You know, there's there's all sorts of stories to tell out there, and I think just kind of looking for those off the beaten path and not like, oh, MSP, you know, you watch MSP and TGR and all these big films, and they're basically all going to the same places and skiing the same lines. If you watch the films over the years, it's like, oh, so-and-so skied that line. Oh, so-and-so skied that same line. Oh, and so-and-so skied that same line. So it's it gets repetitive and, you know, just kind of like what I was saying. And that's not to bag on anyone. I'm not trying to do that. It's like they're at these places for a reason. And if I had endless heli budget, I would probably be there too. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to hate or bag on anyone, but uh, I just think it's more interesting to me to go find these places that aren't being skied and where people aren't at. And sure, there's going to be like a local community or like the, the willies, of mm-hmm. Nevada that mm-hmm. have been out there and doing it and getting after it. But I don't know their story. I don't know yeah. this stuff. It's like, I want to go find these places that are unique and different and explore. Yeah. Have fun with it. All the it. power to you on that one, Josh. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah. So that's what, that's what makes me happy and like, you know, what my passion is at the moment. So that's where I'm going to go. Right on. Well, boys, we need to bring this one to a close, but before we do, we always like to ask our guests. The name of the podcast is Mind the Track. And when you hear the term Mind the Track, what do you think of? What comes to mind? I'll start with you, Hazen. I think it, <laughs> if you think about it in the opposite way, what we were just talking about is is recognizing where the track is and trying to get trying to get out of the track and into into something that is you know, unskied or hasn't, you know, stories that haven't been told yet. And I think mm-hmm. that's def- definitely something that we, we try to do. Yeah. Um, I guess first thought is like, mind the track, like respect the path and respect others and, you know, respect your own path, but also respect what other people are doing and be mm-hmm. respectful in the mountains. And mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that's kind of what, how I see it. Right on. That's a better answer. <laughs> they're both. They're well, both you had good. to go first. You had like ten seconds to think. Yeah, you're right. At first, I would have just been. Uh, 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 uh. Now, those are two good answers, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Well, so, how can uh, people find out more about you guys? What you're working on? What you? What uh, you know? You're if you're on social, I'm assuming you are. Where can they find you? And what? And what can they check out that you guys got going on? Yeah, I think the easy answer is Instagram. Uh, that's my main platform. I'm Josh Dyack on Instagram, and Hazen. Yeah, uh, Hazen, Hazen Films. Hazen Films. Yep. And then uh, Trevor, who spends a bunch of time with us, um, Trevsky, is his Instagram handle, I believe. 
Is it Trevsky one, one, two, three? three. Yeah. Trevsky yeah, yep. one, two, three. Yep. So he'll be on a lot of the trips with us. So whenever we're out in the field and on trips, we're, you know, doing our best to keep the people informed of what we're doing and, you know, sharing some of our fun adventures. Um, so that's like more in the moment type stuff. And then uh, our films are on YouTube. You can see Mountain State, the original project in Mountain State 2.0. Just search it on YouTube and right on. it'll show up. There was also one more project that uh, was sort of the genesis of all this, which is uh, uh, Scratching the Surface. Oh, yeah. um, goes back a couple of years, but this is where really where Dyak and I started getting sort of off the off the beaten path and farther into the mountains. So if you want to check out Scratching the Surface, that's in the Eastern Sierra. That's a fun one, too. Cool. Yeah, that Dyak one... skiing like a madman. In, in, oh, I remember big, that big one. Peaks. It was in the, yeah. in the spring. You guys went and did a bunch of deep camps. Yeah, in yeah. April. That was super rad that was 2019 as well okay. that big year that first mm-hmm. year we started working together yep but uh that one's on my youtube channal okay cool right Sweet. on guys well appreciate it guys yeah yeah thanks. absolutely thanks for coming on and talking a little bit about nevada and your films and keep sending we're going to be watching can't wait to see what you guys have cooking up yeah this, look forward uh, to it come awesome on thanks guys for having us appreciate it yeah well thanks everyone for listening to episode number 26 of Mind the Track with Josh Dyack and Hazen Wilson. Until next time, get out there, get deep, and put your mind in the track. Mind the track.